Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Gals Chat Podcast. This is your co-host, Amy. And this is your co-host, Lara. In today's episode of the podcast, we're interviewing Maritza Bravo, who is going to talk to us about her experience as a civil engineer and becoming a new mom. This episode is sponsored by Steel Chic Shoes, who offer women's fashionable steel toe shoes. Not only are they certified to meet OSHA standards, but they are lightweight and comfortable. The shoes are designed to look good and keep you safe so you can confidently walk your own path. Steel Chic has a special offer for all Gals Chat listeners and guests. Use promo code ENGINEERINGGALS to get free shipping and a free water bottle when you purchase a pair of shoes. Now let's introduce this week's guest. Maritza received her Bachelor's of Science degree in Civil Engineering from Cal State Long Beach. She's working as a construction manager for one of the largest ports in the United States, the Port of Long Beach, and is one of the co-founders of Engineering Gals. Hey, Maritza. Hey, Amy and Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be part of this podcast episode with you guys. Welcome. We're so excited to chat with you. You have some exciting news to share. I think this is definitely a very important topic to talk about. So, I mean, Amy did a quick introduction about you, but tell us a little bit more about becoming a civil engineer and you becoming a new mom. Yes. So big news. I am pregnant. (laughs) I think I announced it out to the world probably a month ago or so. It did take me a long time to announce it out socially, publicly to everybody. Um, But yeah, like you guys said, I did get my Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering from Cal State Long Beach. And honestly, my journey this far, it's been amazing. I love working for the Port of Long Beach. I love what I do. Construction management is definitely the discipline that I was meant to be in. Um, You know, I manage projects under construction Um, And I really enjoy what I do. Um, So now with this big announcement of being um, pregnant, you know, so far, I mean, there hasn't been any career changes at all. You know, it's like I still work at the port um, and thank God for COVID. Well, not really because a lot of people died, but (laughs) COVID has really implemented working from home. And that's been such a blessing to me because being pregnant is just so tiring. And, you know, when you go through pregnancy and you're gaining so much weight and you have to purchase new clothes, like I can't even imagine trying to go shop for office clothes being pregnant. Um, there is a limited amount of pregnancy clothes when you go out shopping. I mean, I like to look nice, you know, when I go to the office, but definitely I'm so blessed that I get to work from home and yeah, I'm still working full time. Um, I'm going to start taking my maternity leave about, I'm going to start actually October 21st. So four weeks before my due date. Um, but yeah, so far it's been going well, still working full time from home and going on site whenever it's required or whenever I need to go on site. But that's been kind of the rule ever since COVID started. So yeah, I'm in California. So I think we're blessed to work from home, the majority of Californians. (laughs) That's yeah, that's really awesome. I mean, let's take one step back. How long have you been a civil engineer and what encouraged you to go into civil engineering? Because I mean, now you're in uh, construction management and 
you're saying that you love it so much. How did you end up in this spot? Yes. Um, so I've been in the industry for about four to five years now. And construction management is a pretty much a branch of civil engineering. When I went to the university, obviously we did civil engineering, which is mostly design. So I did learn about design. And then at the end of your senior year, you learn about construction management. So throughout my internships at the university, I had a variety of different internships ranging from water design to, I worked at the Port of Los Angeles doing um, structural engineering design. And then after that, my last internship was with the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power under their construction management division. And on my last internship as a senior, I realized that construction management was the industry for me. Um, So right when I graduated, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a construction manager position, and I was very lucky enough to land it with the Port of Long Beach. Awesome. Awesome. So how long have you been with the Port of Long Beach? It's going to be four years this December. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations, first off, of being coming a mother and, you know, being a soon-to-be mother. I think that's really exciting. And I know we talked a little bit about, like, being an engineer and then also going into this, like, new phase into your life and a little bit about planning your maternity leave. Like, how did you go about planning your time off? And did you have any resources that really helped you? Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, me finding out that I was pregnant was very, like, life shocking. (laughs) You know, it's like sometimes you do plan for stuff, um, but then sometimes you feel like it might not happen, you know, and finding out I was pregnant, I was just like, what am I going to do? You know, it's like your first reaction at least for me, that was my first reaction because I actually didn't necessarily, I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. So I honestly didn't plan. Um, so it just kind of happened and then you kind of go with the flow, you know, but I'm very fortunate enough to work for a city department, which is a lot different when you work for a government agency versus the private industry. Um, so out of college, I did work as an intern. Um, I also, well, out of college, I actually worked for Jacobs Engineering, which is a private industry. And then right after that, I started working for the city of Long Beach, which is a government agency. So I kind of got a taste of both worlds. And, you know, when you work for the private industry, there is a very, there's this type of culture that it's like you just work, work, work until you get promoted and you just work all the time, you know? Um, working with the government agency there, it's a lot more friendly when it comes to family time. You know, you usually work about 40 hours a week. And then if you do need to do any type of overtime that is paid. Um, so it's not necessarily required for us to be working 12 hour days compared to some of the private industries. So Um, Keeping that in mind, I always knew I wanted to start a family. So I purposely went into the government agencies to work because I know, uh, you know, family balance was 
just like life balance for me is so important. You know, it's like I love what I do, but at the same time, I want to focus on the things outside of work. Um, and that's what I really learned early on. You know, as co-founder of Engineering Gals, I knew I wanted to pursue entrepreneurship and have, you know, my evenings off to work on that. And yeah, a government agency allows you to do so. And I'm sure other private industry, private companies also allow you to do that as well. Um, but based on my experience, I believe government agencies, they're a lot more life balance friendly than other agencies or private companies that you could work for. Um, so going back to your question, how did I plan my maternity leave? So there are um, rules and regulations that the United States have, they've implemented um, through the United States Department of Labor, Wage and Our Division. Um, and this is pretty much found under employee rights. It's called the Family and Medical Leave Act, short for FMLA. And that's one of the resources that I use for my maternity leave. So pretty much the federal government says that you have 12 weeks of unpaid protected leave when it comes to any type of pregnancy. Um, and this has to do with the birth of a child or if you are adopting a child or from foster care as well. So I use that. Well, I'm going to use that <laughs> 12 weeks. And then if you are in California, I also I'm preparing to use the California Pregnancy Disability Leave, which allows you 12 weeks of unpaid disability leave. In addition to the government one? Yes. So when it comes to Family Medical Leave Act, usually those 12 weeks of unpaid is after the child is born. So oh, during pregnancy, okay. yeah, like during pregnancy, um, I'm very lucky that I didn't run into any type of major complications with my pregnancy. But if you are pregnant, you could run to a lot of serious health conditions that put you in bed rest. So if you live in the state of California, there is a law that protects you against your employer firing you or retaliating against you when you're pregnant. Um, so pretty much the California Pregnancy Disability Leave allows you to have 12 weeks of unpaid disability leave. And that pretty much you could cover just four months out of the nine months that you're pregnant. So, and this is all unpaid, you guys, <laughs> which yeah. I think I feel like, you know, private industry or even the government could do a little bit better when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, being pregnant, if you don't have any, well, I'm very lucky that I work for my company. I've been working there for almost four years. So I have a lot of accruals. So I have a lot of sick time. I have a lot of vacation time. Um, they pay us holidays. So I was able to really use all my accruals so that I, I am getting paid during that time. Going back to, you know, you're talking about FMLA, right? And then there's the California one as well. So you can only use four months of the California leave when you're pregnant and the rest has to be used like after your pregnancy or can you use it at any time? Yes, correct. So the California pregnancy disability leave is only when you are pregnant. And then the 
um, the FMLA, which is the Family and Medical Leave Act, is is after the child is born. But in the state of California, we also, on top of FMLA, we also have another law that's called the California Family Rights Act, short for CFRA, which is pretty much the same thing as FMLA. Um, and they pretty much that one is, again, 12 weeks of paid or unpaid protected leave. And during that time of those 12 weeks, by law, the employer has to give you health insurance. So, and you're still technically employed by that company and they cannot fire you or, um, and they cannot also demote you on your position. So let's say you're gone for 12 weeks. You can't just come back and then, you know, they can't just tell you like, oh, you know, now you're getting paid less (laughs) because you left. Um, So, yeah, so there are laws that protect that. And then some companies do also offer paid paternity leave. And then some companies also offer short-term disability. And if short-term disability is covered by your company, um, it's usually an insurance that the company pays for. Or sometimes you could also, if you are planning to become pregnant or start having a family or even adopt a child, do foster care, you could also look into the private short-term disability insurance, which is, I've looked into it. Um, a couple times and it is costly. <laughs> it's like you're looking at three to four hundred dollars a month for that insurance. Um, but I'm lucky enough that my employer covers the short term disability. Um, so pretty much with short term disability, if you do have it under your employer, they do allow you to take up to 26 weeks of disability of disability leave. And usually it is paid it's usually like a percentage. Um, it's usually about 60%, but it honestly, it depends on what type of insurance you're covered under. Like a percentage of your salary that you'll be making during that yeah, time? Correct. Okay. Yes. Was this information that you had to look up all on your own or was your company, um, or did you, or did your company give you the resources that you needed to prep to be a mother while also maintaining your career? Yeah. So once you pretty much when you look, when you apply for a job and they give you a job offer, usually HR will give you all of this information. They'll give you your base salary, all your benefits, and then they'll explain exactly what what's covered. So when I got hired, all this information was given to me. And when I was looking for other jobs as well, um, it, the offer packet gives you all of this information. But once I did announce it to HR or when I did give them a notice of my pregnancy, um, yeah, they were very, very helpful. They gave me all this, all this information again. And we set up a meeting and we went item by item and we pretty much made a schedule to see how I was going to get paid. And they just wanted to make sure like, hey, we could use this accrual. We could use this type of vacation. We could use this. So you're getting paid while you're out for. So I'm going to be out for about four months. So I was asking, you're saying that you're going to be off for four months. So is that 
before or after or just like in total you're just going to take that much time off or yeah it's going to be total so i'm taking about a month off before my actual due date and then i'm going to be taking off three months after the baby is delivered so it's actually five months i'm sorry okay so it's like november december january february march april oh six months sorry it's six months right <laughs> oh, okay yeah because if each so each of the packages the government and then the california one is 12 weeks um it's 20 total of 24 24 weeks yeah. 24 weeks, at least for me, I'm, I'm in California. So every state is different and every, you know, by federal law, you have 12 weeks and that's only after when the child is born. But if you're in California, you're entitled to 24 weeks total. And then it also depends if you have short-term disability, if you have short-term disability that could be extended up to an additional 26 weeks. I wonder which state has the most benefits for pregnant women or, yeah, has better benefits for pregnant women. I'm curious about that. I might look it up later. But if not, I mean, everyone moved to California to have their or work <laughs> in California to have a baby. Yeah, because I know so many people who just the six months or like three to six month period that you get with your baby like doesn't feel like enough when they're working. So I think that number should be bumped up personally. I don't plan on having babies anytime soon, but overall, I think it'd be better. I just looked it up and it's saying the state of Massachusetts has the best resources for people who are going to have babies. That's like one state over for me. Maybe I'll move there. (laughs) (laughs) Just move out there once you're pregnant. But it honestly also has to do with the company that you work for itself. So all of this that I talked about, those 24 weeks are all unpaid. Um, The amount that my company actually offers me is only four weeks of paid paternity leave. But I am getting paid through all my other accruals. So I have to use my sick leave, my vacation, my holiday, my short-term disability. And because all of that, I had to supplement that in order to get quote-unquote paid. But technically, my company only pays me four weeks mm-hmm. of full pay. Right. Yeah. Um, I've heard with other companies, I heard like the tech industry gives a lot of full paid paternity leave, like extreme. Like I've heard like four months of like full paid paternity leave. The tech industry is like on top of its its game. Yeah, I think one thing I found really it- interesting was like I work for the state of California and we also have this thing called disability leave, but the leave can be used by mothers. So this disability leave is offered to both like at all the employees, but there's nothing specific for uh, like a parental leave. So I, I thought that there should be like two separate leaves because technically, right? Like if you are to have a baby, right? You use your disability leave, like you're having to use your sick leave for all of that. But then let's say, unfortunately, there's something else that happens and you actually need a disability leave for a different disability. You can no longer use your disability leave because you used it to have a baby. Oh, wow. So I feel like, 
yeah, I think a lot of people don't really talk about that. And it hasn't really been advocated for, at least in the state of California. Yeah, like that difference hasn't been made of like, okay, there's leave specific for just parents who are going to have a baby versus like using your disability leave. When, when you think about a disability, it could be anything, right? It doesn't have to be like having a baby. It could be like, oh, you hurt your leg or your arm or whatever, right? So I thought that was really interesting. I think like it would be really cool to kind of see that shift within companies as well. Yeah, I wonder if at that point they would roll you over to long-term disability. Because that's also a time period where I believe you can also get paid or partially like a percentage of your salary. Yeah. And in order to use any type of disability leave, it has to be approved by your doctor. So pretty much your doctor designates how long you have to be out of work. So that kind of puts you in the category of a short-term disability or long-term disability. So, And then another point that I did want to bring up is that in order for you to use all of this you know, protected leave when you're pregnant, you have to be employed by the company for at least 24 months, I mean, 12 months, at least 12 months, which I think is a huge disadvantage for women that are switching companies or industries. And sometimes you don't even know you're pregnant and you might move a company, you know, like you might just get another offer for another company. You find out you're pregnant now these laws don't protect you because you weren't employed by that employer for 12 months. Um, So that actually happened to me. Um, I was looking for a job and I didn't know I was pregnant and I was literally about to accept the job when I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh my God, I have to like rethink everything because now I'm going to lose my sick leave. I'm going to lose all my other, my benefits that I have with my current company. Um, So I thought that was kind of like a huge disadvantage to women. Yeah, definitely. Did you feel like you had to kind of sacrifice your career growth a little bit for you to be able to plan better for your pregnancy? A hundred percent. Yes. I felt like I did have to, you know, leave, walk away from a great offer because I was pregnant and I knew that I had to take short-term disability. I knew that once the baby was born, I'm going to have to take some time off, you know, at least 12 weeks <laughs> to bond with the baby. You know, at that point, it's like you're leaking everywhere. You're, you are breastfeeding the child. Um, I'm not really sure how women do it when they go to work and they have to pump, you know, cause your breasts are so full of milk that, you have to go somewhere, a lactation room, and you have to pump your breast milk out and you have to store it somewhere in a refrigerator. Um, so it's a, there's a lot of obstacles when it comes to when you're having a child and working at a company that doesn't offer paid parental leave. Or let's say you, like, what if I did accept this offer and I didn't know that I was pregnant, then, you know, at that moment, I'm not protected. So they could have fired me or I'm not sure what, how that scenario would have played out. But yeah, that's something to really think about. So like, if you are planning to start a family, I would highly suggest for you to just do a whole bunch of research of what your company offers 
um, what the federal and state government, what the laws are, how you're protected, because I'm very lucky that my HR department was extremely helpful and like was really holding my hand through this process. But I know there are companies that are not like that. So you really have to plan ahead of time. And sometimes, you know, women don't plan ahead. (laughs) Sometimes it just happens and that's life. So I think there has to be a lot of change when it comes to paid parental leave. Yeah, definitely. I feel like we've been talking about that. People have been advocating it for so many years. I think U.S. is like one of the only actual countries that doesn't provide paid parental leave from the government. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we definitely have a long way to go in terms of being more helpful for people who want to have kids and then, you know, also continue to work and have a career. Yeah. During the months that you continued to work while being pregnant, did you feel or experience any challenges, any, of course, changes in your work routine? Um, Would there have been any more uh, flexibility that you think women should get while being pregnant? Um, I don't know if I think you mentioned you're working from home. So that's a part. Did you feel like there were any other uh, obstacles? Yeah. So I'm just very fortunate that I, you know, I work as a professional. So a lot of my work is just computer based. You know, I'm not necessarily going out to the field or doing labor work or any of that. I'm usually just managing the project, you know, emails, doing cost estimates, meeting minutes. All my work has to do with a laptop. Um, so I'm very fortunate when it comes to that. But um, because of COVID, we were working from home since March 2020. So that hasn't changed. So that was really great, you know. But during that time, you know, there was talks of getting people back to the office. And I actually got a doctor's note from my doctor um, pretty much requesting my employer to allow me to work from home for the rest of my pregnancy. And that's a request that you could potentially make with your doctor and see if they could put in that request from, for your employer so you could work from home. Um, but I didn't honestly, when it came to work, I didn't see any changes because of my pregnancy. I think during lunchtime, my first trimester, I was taking naps. So that was like a (laughs) lot different than when I wasn't working. I was napping during lunchtime. Um, Other than that, I mean, my work still continues. You know, it's I'm just very lucky that I don't have to do any labor work or anything. But for those women that do have to do labor work or if they are exposed to hazardous has a hazardous environment. Um, these laws that I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the, um, the, the CFMA and the FMLA, the federal maternity leave act, um, during, if you're protected under those laws, those laws also say that you could request your employer to give you alternative duties or to remove, remove you from hazardous, hazardous environments. So that's something to definitely look into. So let's say like if you are a, uh, a field worker and you're a woman, you're pregnant and you're lifting rebar, um, you could get a doctor's note and submit that to your employer to remove you from that duty and potentially give you something that's a lot safer. 
while you're pregnant. Oh, cool. I didn't know that, that there was laws out there protecting you to do hazardous work. Because I know with my job, I have to climb storage tanks. And sometimes it's a long way up. Those tanks can get pretty tall. (laughs) And then we also go and inspect different chemicals that are stored. So, I mean, that makes a lot of sense because those types of situations can be, you know, hazardous to, you know, people who are expecting. Yeah. So if you do feel like you're in a hazardous environment, you could just let them know, like, pretty much you would have to get a note from your doctor and you have to explain to your doctor, this is my duties. And actually when you go to your, um, OBGYN, they're going to ask you, what do you do for work? You have to explain to them what you do for work and they'll evaluate if you can continue that work. And if they deem like it's too dangerous while you're pregnant, then they'll submit a doctor's note to your employer. And you pretty much all of this is protected under the Family and Medical Leave Act, which is based on the entire country in the United States. Okay, that's really good to know. Do you feel like you have the resources at your company to help you now as you're a mother-to-be and then even after you have, you know, your child, things like daycare or I know you mentioned like a lactation room. Is that something that's provided for you? Yes. So with my current employer, I'm just so happy that I stayed with them. (laughs) I'm just so happy that I work there (laughs) because HR has been extremely friendly. Um, Like I said, they really walked me through the entire process. And, you know, I've not received any type of backlash from my superiors at all. Um, and, And that's one other thing. If you don't want to tell your manager or your coworkers that you're pregnant, by law, you don't have to disclose that information. So that's something that HR will tell you as well. They will let you know all your rights as a pregnant woman, and they will tell you, like, you don't have to tell anyone you're pregnant. I We will submit, you know, your paperwork stating that you're going to be gone, but by law, you don't have to tell anybody about your health conditions. Um, So yeah, that's another thing (laughs) if people didn't know that. Um, And not, this doesn't just cover pregnancy. It could be anything, right? So like if you have cancer, if you're going through chemotherapy, anything like that, you need to leave work. You don't have to tell your employer why you're leaving. Um, It's just a private conversation between you and HR and your doctor. Um, And yeah, we do have a lactation room at my job, but like I said, I'm working from home and it seems as of today, we're still going to be working from home for 2022 until we get another notice. (laughs) So we'll see after that. Um, But, you know, they have been talking about a hybrid program as well. So pretty much half time you'd be working from home and then possibly two days out of the week, you'd go into the office. Um, but going into the office, they do have a lactation room. Um, this, this is a California law that they have. So any employer that has, I believe it's 25 employees or more, they're required to have a lactation room. And this goes for universities as well. So when I went to Cal State Long Beach, we did have a lactation room at the university. And I think lactation rooms are so important 
because it's like, where do you pump your milk and where do you store it if you have to go to class or if you have to go to work? It's like, where are you going to pump your milk? And that's something like people right. don't talk about at all. I think, I mean, I don't know, I guess I haven't really been having conversations with working moms yet, but you know, I haven't really had that conversation with anybody at work. <laughs> I mean, we work in engineering, so it's like less, you know, in my department, there's less than, it's just me and another female engineer out of the entire division. So it's like no one really talks about lactating or being pregnant or anything like that. <laughs> so. Right. And then do they, would they provide daycare as well? Like those days that you do have to come into the office? They do not. No, they do not offer daycare. So that's like, that's another obstacle. You're just like, who's going to take care of your baby when you go back to work, right? Um, I know I've been looking at daycare centers and they're so expensive. And then, you know, you do the, your research about daycares and then you get all these like horror stories about, you know, children getting killed or, you know, accident, you know, accidents happen all the time. Um, so yeah, that's like one of my biggest fears. <laughs> it's like putting my child in daycare, but I know a lot of working moms, they have to do that. Or a lot of working parents, they have to do that. Um, right. But no, my job does not offer any daycare assistance whatsoever. I know there are some private companies that do offer discounts or uh, child care support. And I think that's something that has been starting to roll out, uh, especially now with the pandemic, because parents working from home and they don't have like specific daycare or like school, like kids had to be at home. So they tried to implement like different programs to like find ways to like take care of the child while the parent is, is working. Um because I feel like even when you're working from home, like, can you fully work from home if you also have to take care of your child at the same time? So I have seen, I know at least uh, the company that I work for offers like discounts or support uh, for childcare um, and that type of stuff. So that's always another thing to look into when you're signing up for benefits or newsletters and that type of stuff. When you're looking for a job, <laughs> when you get your offer letter and your offer package, you definitely need to look into all of that. It's something that I just never thought about, like being a young professional straight out of college. I never really looked into short-term disability. I didn't look into daycare assistance, um, even like my insurance, you know, I'm like, whatever, like I never get sick, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but while your life changes along the way, now you really look into these policies and you really look into these job offers and really read about what is this company offering me? Um, and I think, you know, paternity leave, maternity leave, daycare assistance, all of those are just so important. It's, it's, it's a way of life, right? It's like usually a lot of people have children and here in the United States, the majority of both parents do work. So I think um, looking at your offer package or even when you're applying to jobs, it's something that now for me, it's like something extremely important <laughs> that I would be looking into if I am applying for a job. Right. 
what are some things that you like to do in your free time to relax um, and take care of yourself after work? <laughs> yeah, so now that I'm pregnant, a lot of things have changed. <laughs> um, I do like to, I really enjoy taking a walk because I'm just in a chair all day long working. Um, so just going for an afternoon walk or just, you know, taking a nap sometimes or just eating and watching TV is relaxing, you know? Um, so those are some things that I do, but I definitely do like the sunset walks are my favorite. Mm -hmm. You need to keep yourself active while you're pregnant. That's another thing of weight gain. Weight gain is so real. Oh my God. I've gained so much and like close size, everything. It's just your body is changing. Your body's just, yeah, you have to make sure you, you exercise. And obviously your doctor will tell you. Yeah. That I mean, too. you're having a whole like human in, in your belly and you're eating for like the two of them. So that makes sense. But yeah, definitely walking it out and keeping your body active. That's really great that you, you continue to do that. Do you have any advice for other people who are going to be parents in engineering? Yeah, my advice to them is to look into your benefits when you get that offer letter. Read those papers. Read what you're accounted, what you're paying for, because a lot of times your insurance, you have to read the fine line and see what your insurance covers. Um, so for my health insurance, I have HMO. And then they also offer PPO, right? And with HMO, it's like my entire pregnancy and hospital stay and the delivery, it's all covered under HMO. If I would have been under the PPO insurance, you know, it's just a lot more expensive. I, I, I would be paying a percentage of that cost, which is pretty expensive when you look at the bill of hospital stays and delivery like $55,000 to have a baby like the actual cost of is it is that is that what google says yeah Yikes. in the well, i believe in the us it's about yeah it's $55,000 just to have a child yeah so you have to definitely look at your health insurance and see what what is covered and i was just lucky that i just had hmo because hmo covers at least for my health insurance that I have, it just covers a lot more things. It is a little bit more expensive every month that I have to pay from my side of the bill every every month. You know, you have you have a monthly bill for health insurance mm -hmm. every month, um, but they cover a lot more. That's so that's my advice to you guys to any women trying to get pregnant, thinking about being pregnant, check your health insurance. And the thing about health insurance is that you could only change it once a year. So at least for my company, we could only change it during the month of October. And then that's oh it. I was going to say benefits are starting to roll out now. I know my company is holding like sessions, information sessions for benefits this week, starting this week and next week, because I think it's like towards the end of October, first week of November, that, that's the area where it's your yeah. due date. So you can only closes. change it yeah. once. Oh so read, oh my pick God. wisely, because you never know what could happen <laughs> after that. 
it's like mm-hmm. you definitely have to plan it, you know? I mean, now, like, learning from your experience and everything that you're telling me about, even if you're planning on switching companies or switching positions, you don't have those benefits for up to, what was it, 12 months? Twelve. You have to work with the employer for 12 months in yeah. order to be covered under those laws. Wow, I think that's just crazy. I feel like the best Isn't that way crazy? To, I know, it's just... I think, like, you know, it's one of those things that we talked about, you know, on the Engineering Gals platform about maternity leave and retaining women in engineering, right? Especially after they have uh, babies and and start to raise a family. And now I feel like us as, like, founders are getting to that point where we're, you know, you're seeing that yourself. And to see it firsthand is, like, very much like eye-opening I think to go through it yourself right a hundred percent yes back then I would just hear things I'm like okay it was just background noise for me because I was just like okay whatever it doesn't affect me you know I mean obviously I was like interested in knowing about it but like did I feel some type of way about it? Like not really because I wasn't going through it, you know? And then once you experience it and then once you're in the process of trying to get paid while you're having a child is just so eye opening. And then you read your health, health insurance benefits and you're just like, I need to pay what during this time you need to keep in mind that during this time when you're delivering and stuff, you have those 12 weeks that are unpaid. So how are you going to pay for that hospital bill if you're getting unpaid during that time? Right. So those are big questions that I have for all these lawmakers and all these companies that make all these laws. (laughs) How am I supposed to pay this when you're giving me unpaid leave? How does this work? (laughs) Yeah. Definitely having a protective unpaid leave is the bare minimum. Like, okay, great. I won't get fired. But then what about after that? You know? Right. Who's going to take care of, how am I going to take care of myself uh, while I'm trying to take care of a child the first at least six months of that time frame? Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, hopefully we see some changes happening soon. Is there anything besides, of course, having a baby uh, that the future holds for you? Do you have any future plans? Um, Yeah, so some of my future plans is to continue to work full time at my job, um, becoming a mother, and also just continuing to grow the Engineering Gals platform. Overall, um, you know, that's like one of my goals I mean, that's what I'm doing now, but continue to do everything that I've been doing before I became pregnant or before I become an actual mother. So I don't know how much of that is going to change. I've never experienced this before. So I don't know. I have no idea of how my future plans will affect. I I don't know how my child will affect my future plans. I don't know. So that's to be continued. (laughs) Well, we'll have to have you back on the podcast after some time has passed and you can share your experience as a recent mother. So that's going to be exciting to hear. Thank you so much for having me in this podcast. Um, Yeah, I was here in the beginning of the podcast and now I see the growth of your podcast. So 
I'm just so excited for both of you guys to continue this journey. Every year you're going to bring new news. You're going to bring exciting <laughs> news. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, we definitely learned a lot from everything you shared, all the resources. A lot of it I didn't even know. And I think most people who aren't really like planning to have kids yet don't really, you know, look into that. Like you said, like the company benefits and leave and the federal laws and then the state laws, all of it's like so important to know, you know, and going into this. So thanks for sharing that with us today. And let us know where our listeners can connect with you. I'm pretty sure everybody already knows where, but just let us know anyways. <laughs> yeah, so you guys could connect with me on Instagram at Bravo Universe. You could also connect with me uh, on Instagram through Engineering Gals and all the other social medias related to Engineering Gals. So yeah, stay connected. And yeah, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that was it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to share it with your friends, leave us a review, and if you're able to, you can also support us by leaving a small donation at anchor.fm slash engineering gals. We'll talk to you next Monday. <laughs>